0: Politicians that, by any measure, are seemingly unfit for office routinely win. Think of George Santos in the United States, for example. Um, used to be that, you know, the, the old saying was a stuffed shirt could win in that riding, right? If you were a member of the right party and you were in the right riding, didn't really matter who won. That happened in Alberta um, when the NDP won. If I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the NDP candidates who won was in Las Vegas, on the election. I didn't think they had a shot, but everybody who was an NDP won in that election, right? Um, it, that's, that's what it comes down to sometimes. We all know writings in Alberta that, you know, you can run a conservative, doesn't matter who they are, they're going to win. And th- that's just the way that it goes. So th- that's always gone on, but there are used to be things that were disqualifying. You know, you had to have some semblance of, okay, this person is a, is a serious grown up. Um, Not anymore. If you take a look at what's going on in Argentina, holy cow, Javier Mille, the new president of Argentina, he's an economist. Right? Smart guy. Um, he's been involved in Argentinian media for a long time, both on television. He's done radio shows. He calls himself uh, a libertarian. Uh, he talks about a lot of far-right populist ideals, though. Um, very minimal government. Massive economic reform. Uh, he rejects climate change. He's pro-life. He supports privatized health care and education. Now, all of those issues, you may not agree with them, but those are all... The kind of things that you might hear in a political campaign being run by a politician, you know, traditionally. Uh, but there's much more to this guy. He's called El Loco by his supporters, the madman. Um, he's famous in for any number of reasons, but one of them that he says it's his dead dog that told him to run for office. He's actually cloned the same dead dog five times um he's talked about legalizing the sale of human organs he's campaigned with a chainsaw to demonstrate his willingness to cut different government i mean really out there stuff but he won not overwhelmingly i think it was 56 percent of the vote but hey he's now president of argentina so what do we need to know about this guy we're going to speak with dr christopher wilde who's a senior lecturer in politics and international relations at saint mary's university in england uh dr wilde thank you so much for being here i really appreciate your time no, you're welcome.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Before we get to this particular candidate, let's talk about the conditions that he capitalized on, because Argentina was in pretty rough shape. You, you had a populace that really, really wanted or maybe even needed
1: change, right? Yeah. I mean, just to pick up a little bit on what you said in your segment there, uh, he, he, he won uh, not because of his antics. He won in spite of them. So in that way, it's it's not the same uh, certainly as someone like uh, Donald Trump in, in the US uh, and the reason that he won in spite of them is because of this uh, this uh, very difficult economic situation that Argentina finds itself in today and has been for a while uh, uh, inflation has been insane poverty has been going up uh, they had a bad COVID uh, for all sorts of reasons and, and we're kind of at the end of the model and it's pretty given the way that uh, it was it was uh, more of the same or Millet. Uh The vote went very much yeah. in a lot of ways for uh, anything but more of the same.
0: Yeah, that's sort of the environment, right? It was a country disillusioned with the status quo, disillusioned with politicians, with government, and he represented the opposite, basically.
1: Yeah, well, he actually represents no government. And <laughs> the I mean, this guy is going to move to a pace, and it's going to be intense. There's an awful lot that he can do uh, by presidential decree, given the nature of democracy in Argentina. Uh, and uh, in terms of his economic policies, I mean, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen fast. And he came out today, actually, this morning, uh, my time, so uh, lunchtime today, Argentina time. Um, he, uh, he came out and said uh, that, excuse me one sec. Uh, he came out and said that he's, uh, he's going to privatize, uh, the, uh, he's going to, uh, he's going to privatize all kinds of, uh, industries, uh, in, in the first couple of days. He's looking at privatizing the airline. He's looking at privatizing all state media. Uh, and, uh, he's going to be able to move very fast economically. In terms of the social policies, perhaps not so much because he's going to need Congress for that, which he doesn't have.
0: Okay, w- what are some of those social positions? He's he's anti-abortion. He's very much pro-life. He doesn't uh, believe in climate change. Uh, he wants to shut down all kinds of different ministries. W- what social policies stand out to you as some of the more well uh, controversial ones? I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, get, I guess abortion has to be right up there, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, Argentina only really recently. Uh, uh, had abortion rights, which was quite surprising for a Latin American country given their history, etc. It was uh, it was quite a uh, 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 a progressive reform to have uh, for that country. Uh, um, uh, it's going to be difficult to repeal, but he wants to go for it hard. His vice president, in particular, uh, is very strong pro-life. Uh, it's one of the ones that they're going to find the hardest to do, given their their almost complete lack of representation in parliament. Uh, their their senate and their their lower house uh although things are happening in terms of coalitions with the normal center right uh we'll see what happens there. the machinations will play out over the course of the uh the transition um, but um uh other social policies i mean everything's still ready to come out in the wash yeah, yeah. we don't really know what's happening in terms of uh his climate change denial what that will mean what that will look like um uh uh, the, so I mean, uh, social policies in terms of like welfare for the poor, uh, that uh, which which is kind of, you know, a bit more in his hand. He has more free hand in that kind of area. We're going to see a lot of uh, 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 destruction. <laughs> it's probably the best word to use. A lot of dismantling of, of arms of the welfare state, elements of the welfare state. At the same time, dismantling the power base and the institutional power base of the left in Argentina, which are the Peronists. Yeah, uh who have been in power up until now, I think for sixteen of the last twenty years. <laughs> so things aren't gonna go well for them. Uh uh, uh and um it's it's gonna get it's going to get quite intense. Now, we we hear about some of the
0: more controversial positions that he's taken, and we hear the headlines about, you know, dead dogs and tantric sex and running around with a chainsaw and all the rest of this stuff. I mean, that grabs headlines outside of Argentina for obvious reasons. But do his policies make sense? Like, Or is it all completely, holy cow, we don't know what's going to happen next? Or is there some sort of, you know what, that makes sense? Is it is Is there any, I guess, you know, is there any method to the madness, if you will?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. It's one I've been sort of thinking about a lot. And um there is. Yeah, it's very easy to focus in uh uh it's low hanging fruit to focus in on all of the the antics that you've been uh, uh outlining and they're all true. Uh however, uh there is a method. And I think uh, I think the best way to think about him is probably through two Austrians, funnily enough. Uh, I think the best way to think about him is through uh Joseph Schumpeter. And through, uh, Friedrich Hayek. Uh, so to take Hayek, uh, uh, is, is a full-on Austrian economist, uh, full-on sort of libertarian economist, uh, with very pro-market, anti-state views, uh, and he followed, uh, uh, uh Hayek's thinking. Uh, he would have been educated with Hayek like yeah. uh, as a student and economist. Uh, and that's one of the reasons, by the way, why he, he, during the campaign, he praised Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Prime Minister of, of my country here in the UK in the nineteen eighties. And and there's no surprises there. I mean, and that's surprising in the context of the fact that of course she prosecuted the war in the Falklands Las Malvinas and and, and uh he got flack for that uh that poem. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise to me really upon reflection, because Margaret Thatcher famously used to walk around uh, uh cabinet with a copy of Hayek's Road to Serfdom in her hand, yeah. Uh, uh, so she was a big fan of Hayek as well, and we know what that means. That means privatization, that means liberalization, that means marketization, uh, uh, that means allowing market to flourish rather than uh, state involvement. Uh, so, and the other uh, Austrian economist is Joseph Schumpeter, uh, who came up with this concept you may have heard called creative destruction. Okay. There's going to be an awful lot of destruction. What he meant by creative destruction was the creative destruction of the market and uh, competition and driving efficiency and this being a good thing, we're going to see an awful lot of destruction uh, <laughs> going on in terms of oh, the handling sure. of the United uh, States. And the purpose behind it is to open up the space for the creativity that someone like Joseph Schumpeter theorized would happen off the back of that. Uh, I, how that's going to play out, I do not know. Uh, but I think that's the way to make sense of what's going on for right. me. Yeah, and we
0: won't know. We don't know how how this will be uh, received and how what kind of an impact it'll have until it starts. And like you say, we won't have to wait long, Doctor. I mean, this is all going to happen, and it's going to happen really quickly, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, the transition is relatively short. He'll be in power on the tenth of December, and there's going to be a lot happening fast because of his ability to do so without Parliament through presidential right. decree. Yeah. Uh, some things are going to take a bit longer, even if you want them quicker. I mean, dollarization, for example, that's going to take a long time to set up just uh, uh, in terms of the mechanics of what you have to do to physically dollarize your economy uh, and all of the work that needs to be done there. I think news uh, moves so fast that I sometimes can't keep up at the moment. I think he's been <laughs> saying that he's going to have that done by sort of this time next year. Boy, uh, okay. Yeah, the privatizations I was talking about, uh, they, they immediately, uh, a lot of those will happen. Uh, and a lot of the, the ministries that he's talked about being gone, abolished, uh, getting rid of them, yeah. they that will happen quickly. Too. Very quickly, yeah. Okay.
0: Doctor, thank you so much for your insight. I do appreciate you being here. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but thank you.